0: Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, how are you? Wherever you are, whenever this is that you're watching this. So glad that you decided to join us for another uh, week of our Ephesians study here at Center Church. Uh, I miss you all. I hope you are well. I hope your summer is going as well as possible. Hopefully you are Uh, avoiding the heat or getting overheated rather. A little heat's okay, but don't get too hot. So uh, let's dive right into this next part. Over the next couple weeks, we're going to continue to go through Ephesians chapter 4. And I want to just start by looking back at what is basically our idea anchor so the thing that we're going to be tied to and uh, and last week we began to look at the second half of ephesians chapter four it's important that we recapture what we've learned so far because it's really a building of ideas throughout the remainder of the chapter so so check out what we've learned so far just in case you've missed it feel free to go back obviously and look at those previous weeks in fact I'd encourage you to do that but just for today's sake let's look at what we know so that we can continue to build. One thing that we know is that as a result of what Christ did for us, we are called to live a life worthy of the calling we have received. Now, Pastor Kelly did a great job of talking about what that looks like. And then as a result of our salvation and justification, we are called to live differently than we did before we had Christ in our life. That's the second thing we know. The third thing we know is that we have been called into the family of Jesus, the body of Christ, um, which we live out in part through our participation in the local church. There's a great section in the middle of Ephesians 4 about that. The fourth thing that we know is that we have also been called to move on from our former life, and we started to cover this last week, and the reasons for that is that it's full of destructive thinking and destructive behavior, and so we talked about how there was futile thinking, which means it's incapable of producing any meaningful results, and it's pointless. Uh, We also talked about how um, in our former life we had dark, hard hearts. And with Christ we have a new heart. Um, And then the last part was that we have no sensitivity to the reality of our former behaviors and the fact that those were leading us to total Destruction and total destructive behaviors. So instead of continuing on that path, as we discussed last week, um, we learn about that. We learn from Jesus. We learn uh, through Jesus. We are called to follow Jesus, and we submit to Jesus. Um, and He is the anchor in our life. He's um, the 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 person uh, that we can look at and see how to handle different experiences we can uh, listen to the teachings in the gospels and see what it would be like um, to live in Jesus's day and learn from him and we have that same privilege and so that's what's great about knowing Jesus and following Jesus and learning through Jesus so we're gonna look at what life should be like now that we looked at what life shouldn't be like and in, uh, in response to our lives changing as a result of having Christ we're gonna spend the rest of the time looking at what life should be like. And so we're going to cover verses 22, 23, and 24 today of Ephesians chapter 4. So let me just read them to you. 22 says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So we know from the previous week's study that we are called to live differently as a result of our conversion, but simply not doing things is not the point. It's not enough. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's not just simply avoiding behaviors, but it's taking on new behaviors and a new lifestyle. So take your job as an example. Um, if not being a Christian as a job looked like this, um, it, 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 it's not that being Christian is your job, but just follow me for just a second here with this. Um, what if your job was simply the culmination of a bunch of don't do is? So uh, if you showed up and your boss was like, here's all I really want from you. Don't be late, don't leave early, don't steal, don't make anyone mad, don't mess anything up. Other than that, do whatever you want. Um, That actually would be a really lame job. Maybe you're like, no, I'd like that. No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't like that because you would get really bored and you'd feel like, well, am I gonna just keep messing things up? Um, That's not your dream job, I promise you. If that's your job right now, I'm sorry. Get a better job, (laughs) right? Um, That's not the point. You need And I say need, and I mean need, you need to work towards achieving something. If there's something that has been, uh, I guess, highlighted throughout the COVID experience, as I'm calling it, and especially early on when we were locked in, people losing focus of what they wanted to achieve. Um, that was that was a hard thing on your soul, on your mind, and on your heart. God wants you to work towards something. He doesn't want you just to avoid a bunch of different things. Um, not because you have to earn your standing with him, but because it brings flavor and it brings zest to your life that simply not doing things, like avoiding things that you shouldn't do, that can't possibly bring that to your life. Um... It's what makes a parent who has been up all night um, with their young child get up and go to work even though they're sleepy. That purpose that drives them there. It's what, um, it's what gets somebody out of bed, even though they're tired and afraid, maybe, of what they have to face that day, the difficult task or the difficult conversation. When they're driven, that's what makes that person do that. It's what makes the garbage man, thank goodness for garbage men and women, right? It makes them get up because they know that there's something greater. It's not just avoiding that garbage in the street. It's that they're actually helping people and serving them. It's it's teachers getting up and knowing that even though a student might argue with them or 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 even disobey them, they go, "You know what? It's worth it because we're going to achieve something." So simply avoiding a set of behaviors is not enough. Instead, we replace them with behaviors that no longer lead us to destruction uh, it re- we replace them with behaviors that are full of meaning and full of purpose and bring us life and then in ephesians 4 23 it tells us that the process begins by being made new in the attitude of our minds so let's make sure we're all on the same page here at the moment of your salvation you received a new heart in ezekiel 36 26 it says i will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you i will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh your heart in that moment is transformed and that is truly incredible and so from that point forward you are taught jesus the power of the holy spirit begins the process of your heart being made new and your attitude of your mind being transformed. This new way of thinking will cause you to think differently and act differently in situations that you didn't even know you were doing things incorrectly or poorly or leading you towards destruction. And it's not just a one-time thing, right? It's a process. It's an ongoing renewing of the mind that shapes your life from that point. Forward. That shift, however, is not without a target and a purpose, like we just talked about. The new attitude in your mind, um, the new behaviors reveal the new self that God has put into you, the new heart that God has instilled in you because of what Jesus did on our behalf. And that new self, we observe a few things happening. It says that we are created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Are you going to still mess things up? Yeah. Uh, Is your life going to be easier as a result of these behaviors? Not necessarily. Sometimes it gets harder. Um, But they are going to lead you to a life of righteousness and holiness instead of Death and Destruction. So let me just wrap up today's quick study with this. Let me connect the ideas to the big picture of Ephesians. Um, The first thing is this. We can only make these changes in our behavior because of what Christ has already accomplished. He did the heavy lifting. Now we get to live the life worthy of what we were called to live. The salvation is secure. Now we work out of that to change our behaviors from destructive to life-giving and purposeful. Secondly, we are compelled to live as our new self um, as the scale of life tips towards um, our benefit as a result of God's. Grace. So what I'm saying there is, is that the, the thing is, is you're not trying to earn it because you feel like you need to be good. You are compelled to do good, righteous, holy things because you realize that God tipped the scales to your benefit as a result of Christ's life, death, and resurrection. As the grace that he bestowed on you, from there you do amazing things. Number three, the pursuit of God's righteousness. And holiness, righteousness and holiness, are really for our benefit. And they are for the benefit of those around us. Um, That can be the misconception, right? It's like sometimes we think that God's just calling us to not do a bunch of things because he wants us to obey him. And yes, he wants our obedience, but he wants us to obey him because it's for our benefit. It leads us to the better version of our life that he planned for us long ago, Ephesians 2.10. So, so it's for our benefit and then it's for the benefit of those around us. Those better behaviors, those better choices in life end up benefiting our families, our loved ones, our neighbors. And so it's really, really a good thing. So next week we're going to go through verses 25 and uh, go through verses 25 through 28 and continue to look at this. But for now, I want you to think about the attitude of your mind and how God's renewing that each and every day. How does that happen? Well, for me, it's Scripture, it's conversations about faith, it's actions, um, it's all the things that I mentioned here that were mentioned in Ephesians 4, and they're for our purpose and they're for our benefit, and they are leading to a life full of meaning and purpose. God has that for you and i and that's good news so i hope that you'll come back and check it out next week and i hope that you're well we love you we miss you and we'll see you soon have a wonderful week